The Start On Demand. On demand. Wow, did we get a wallop from winter this week. Spent a lot of time this morning talking about what a mess it is in Winnipeg and southern Manitoba. We also learned during our show that Dr. Brent Rusin, along with the Health and Seniors Care Minister Audrey Gordon, are going to be holding a news conference at 11.30 today with a public health update. Dr. Rusin did suggest that there might be some more restrictions coming. And with the weather the way it is... I don't know about you, but I certainly like to hunker down and stuff my face. So we talk today about winter comfort food. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling, who's back from vacation next week, and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, November 12th podcast for The Start. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is in California. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just had to throw that in there, eh? Yep. You know what? He has to come back and land into this mess. So whatever. He can enjoy that sunshine. I I don't want to be, what's the word, petty about it? Yeah, I'm a bit petty about it. And, and and of all the places too, he's in San Diego, right? So isn't that seen as like the place with the best overall consistent weather? Like year mm-hmm. round, I think you're right. It's also home to an old wooden ship. Really? That, <laughs> isn't that from Ron Burgundy or oh. whatever he said that he thinks? <laughs> I don't I, I've forgotten that. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but there is actually. I've been to San Diego and I did go on some ship there. So I'm trying to. Uh, oh wow! Trying to connect it all together. I <laughs> once again. Me just derailing things this morning, Brett. You're welcome. Well, hey, it, I mean, it's that kind of a morning. It is an absolute, it, it is, it's a, it's mess, a mess out there. Like I couldn't I, even get into my taxi this morning. I walked out of my building. So because I, I live in the, those evergreen towers, so the, the two towers standing side by side, there's, it creates this wind tunnel between them. And I walked down the stairs to get in the cab and the wind actually blew me away from the taxi because <laughs> I was sliding on the ice. So it actually pushed me away. Oh, wow. And then I could barely open the door to get into the cab. Uh, so that was... <laughs> and then I just, what were the roads laughing. like as you were driving, like as he was driving, I guess, or she was driving? The, the, it, was a, it was a mess downtown. Uh, thankfully, I did. there were uh, plows that were out, but uh, the streets as of 4 a.m. had not yet been cleared, at least the ones that I were on. And they was, it was a mess. And it's so windy, so I can't... Imagine what it's like on the highways. But I mean, you live south of Winnipeg and you went for a rip this morning. Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, in part, too, I thought I could just see what's going on out there. And I, I'm a little bit worried. I'm, I'm just going to say this out loud to our listeners that I could lose power at any moment. So um, it, when I jokingly said I had derailed things already this morning, I think I'm operating on three hours sleep because the power went out so many times that I started to worry I wouldn't be able to wake up in the morning because mm. of the no alarm and then if your phone dies and then it, you know you don't have it charged and so then there was little sleep and then I thought I'll go check things out just out of curiosity because I might have to hit the road and and do the show from the phone or that kind of thing and uh, yeah it's gross like it from the very first stop sign I hit going 20 kilometers per hour slid through even doing the tap 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 you know slow 
on the break. Uh, I watched a truck that was four by four slide almost into the ditch and right itself, like all within, you know, 45 seconds of leaving the house and the highways themselves. Of course, the plows will be out. The plows are going to be out at the city of Winnipeg, but it's really slick out there. And you can see that sheen, you know, on the road where the, as the snow skips over it, it's just making it, coating it over and over again with that, that slippery base. So if you're, you know, first of all, check the highways website because Every few seconds, I see another road or a section of a road, like sections of Highway 3, you know, sections of the Trans-Canada, sections of Highway 16, the Yellowhead. They're all, you know, parts of partially closed. So I would be checking that. And then, of course, we have school closures. So kids will be excited today if they aren't going to school. Lots, I think, outside of Winnipeg. Nothing really inside Winnipeg that we've heard of in terms of school cancellations. Yeah, that's right. In, in, I know that uh, Seven Oaks, for example, schools are open in Seven Oaks School Division, but they will not be running buses in West St. Paul and buses in other areas may be delayed. We do have our cancellations list at cjob.com. We can tell you that uh, Prairie Rose School Division is asking students to stay at home, telling staff to work from home. St. River School Division closed. Sunrise School Division closed. Lord Selkirk School Division closed. I see uh, just now that uh, Stonewall Children's Centre is closed today and a number of, as you mentioned, a number of highways like Highway 1 from Falcon Lake to the Ontario border. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on that all morning on 680 CJOB as well as we're going to speak with Environment Canada in uh, just um, in in our next segment, in fact. And uh, we're also going to talk about comfort food because you say that uh, the kids were all excited about the snow and you even built a little snowman. I didn't. I watched them do it, though. Yeah. They they did snowball flights. They did uh, forts. They attempted a fort. They did a snowman. And then, of course, when they came inside, there was multiple requests for hot chocolate throughout the day. And so it just got us thinking, like, it's so funny how the cold weather hits and suddenly your body just starts craving certain things. Like, I, I had to go back to the store and get more hot chocolate yesterday. That's how much it was coveted. And then I said to you right at 10 a.m., I was like, oh, we got to have pierogies tonight. Like, I just need (laughs) this, like, dough packaged. It wrapped in more dough, shoved with more potato and bacon. Like, that's all I wanted. And I think it was just the weather connection to your brain that makes you kind of want to fatten up for the winter, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we – I think I'm pretty sure that we learned maybe last winter that – isn't it like the uh, survival sort of thing where we actually crave uh, bad food or, or more food in the winter because we need it to survive? So you can just blame that. Just blame evolution. Blame your body's need I'm like and a bear. spatial need to survive. <laughs> like a bear. Right? <laughs> I'm like a majestic bear hungering down for the winter. That's fair. <laughs> I do have bacon at home that I need to eat. For me, it's soup. I like. Uh, I tend to crave mushroom soup. Mm-hmm. When it uh, when it cools off, when it's if it's raining, if it's snowing, I don't know. I always lean towards soup. why mushroom. I like mushroom soup. It's yeah, my, I, it's no, my I do too. Soup. It's a great soup. It's full of sodium, so it's terrific. Yes, yes, I can have one if I get a can of mushroom soup, like Campbell's mushroom soup. That's pretty much my sodium content for the week. Mm-hmm. And then I, I add, it's... then I like to add a half of a uh, half a package of crackers as well. <laughs> so it's like the salted the saltines. Yeah. Some more salt. Have you ever ended up with the unsalted soup or the reduced salt? And you're like, you know, I get this is good for me, but no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it doesn't do it. It doesn't do it. It's sort of the double-edged sword because you have the salty soup and you know you're going to be parched and drinking like six six gallons of water for the rest of the day. (laughs) But it's just not as fun.
Global News reporter Will Reimer joining us now live on CJOB. Will, where are you? Good morning. Yes, I'm at the corner of Portage Avenue and Route 90 right now. And uh, I got to say, the main thing people are going to notice when they walk out of their front doors this morning is the wind. It's very intense. And what this is doing is it's causing snowdrifts to pile up. I can tell a lot of these sidewalks and parking lots and side streets may have already been cleaned earlier this morning, but they've already begun to pile up with uh, snowdrifts. Keniston southbound just at a snail's pace right now because you have the construction in two of the lanes and um, really the the, the roads are just snow covered. Like it's hard to tell where one lane begins and the other ends on Portage Avenue sort of thing. Uh, So all kinds of problems. Traffic now just starting to pick up. So uh, we'll see where this takes us throughout the morning. Well, worth pointing out to our listeners that, of course, the city of Winnipeg is, as of last night, they were doing you know their citywide snow clearing operations, of course, starting with their priority one sidewalks and paths and all the rest. But as you mentioned, it's hard to keep up with that wind. And another thing I noticed, I took a drive this morning just out of curiosity. Because of that wind and the way it's blowing that snow, it is so slippery and the effect of the rain from a few days ago. I'm, I'm imagining you're seeing a lot of... Uh, you know, people sliding through the intersections when they are even going at slow speeds. Yes, going at slow speeds for sure. And uh, in fact, I've been watching this cab uh, here on one of these turnoffs. He's been stuck for about 20 minutes because either it's the snow building up or as you point out, the moisture and the water that we've seen, the rain over the last couple of days has frozen. Uh, in some places you can see, even as you're driving, there's a bit of a sheet of ice underneath some of that snow. Global's Will Reimer joining us live on 680 CJOB. Uh, before we let you go, Will, um, did you like? Are you, what sort of winter gear are you garbed in this morning? Did you oh, full I've, blown? I've done about I've done about six layers on top, three on the bottom, and I'm very disappointed to say I lost my good set of gloves at some point already this morning. <laughs> Uh, so I've got like two left-handed gloves. Hours? Oh boy! Sorry. Yeah. yeah. At some point when I <laughs> left the station this morning, so I have two left-handed gloves. That's what I'm working with uh, so far. <laughs> All right. Global's Will Reimer joining us live on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Will. Yeah. Talk to you. And that actually, he mentioned the taxi, Loren, and uh, one of our colleagues was saying that uh, they. Were, they were told they could only pick up three fares per hour this morning just because so many of them were getting stuck in various spots. Uh, so that, and because when I, the cab that I was in, I guess maybe this is what was happening, but there was this beeping that was just constant. And I think it was just they were sending out alerts that, mm-hmm. hey, be careful because this is a trouble spot. This is a trouble spot. We're getting stuck here. We're getting stuck there. Yeah, I, I have no doubt about that. There's just that, as Will said, that combination, first of all, of the drifts that are piling up. But because of what we saw with, that started with that rain, as he said, I mean, it really just is slick. And so you think, like, as I was heading out, I thought, this isn't so bad. And then I got to my very first stop sign. Nope, not easy. So take it slow. McGarry and McNabb, school cancellations, Prairie Rose School Division, St. River School Division, Sunrise School Division, Lord Selkirk, Div- uh, many schools in the DSFM, Garden Valley School Division, Red River Valley School Division, uh, closed for today. Other cancellations, Seven Oaks School Division, not running buses in West St. Paul. Buses in other areas may be delayed. Happy Time Nursery School Co-op in Beausajur, Beausajur Kids Centre, the Gillis Play and Learn Centre in Tyndall, Prairie Sky Child Care Centre in Eli, 
and Eli Mini Friend Nursery as well in Eli. So lots of cancellations and I'm sure more to come. We'll keep that up to date at cjob.com. And we've got a stalled bus, southbound Disraeli, in between the two humps. Stick to the median lane to get by. Hey, coming up after Global News at 7 o'clock, when we're talking restrictions... Well, it seems like that's what we're going to be talking about again in the coming days. The current public health orders expire November 16th, and they were likely going to be extended. But now there's talk that there might be changes to them. Dr. Brent Rusin saying just on Wednesday that he's frustrated and disappointed that, you know, Manitobans have to deal with this renewed talk of restrictions. But here we are. We might see more come into effect. So whether or not that news comes today, it's not clear. But after 7, we're going to check in with the business community because many are saying, well, what more? can we do to help with this uh, than they've already done? We'll have that chat at 7.07. So we've got our Jets report coming up with John Shannon in just under five minutes' time. But right now we want to have a quick chat because we have Friday night SmackDown tickets to give away January 21st. We'll pick a winner at 9.15. But let's talk comfort food. When I don't know how it works for you, but I know when the weather changes and it's time to hunker down, all I want to do is stuff my face. And uh, you say, Loren, that your kids were very excited to consume a lot of what? Hot chocolate was on the menu a few times over yesterday. And uh, I wish I had had what Mark was suggesting because Mark's texted texted say Bailey's Bailey's and Bailey's in the coffee (laughs) and I was like right I forgot all about that delightful that's just a more of a winter drink for sure fancy that sounds like a good plan so Skylar Peters in for Cam Poitras what about you yeah I was actually thinking about this last night for some reason I was uh, slinging steaks at a local restaurant and I just looked out the window and uh, usually if I'm having an adult beverage uh, it's probably going to be a beer um, but as soon as the snow flies, a uh, nice glass of red is uh, definitely, I don't know, something about it. Just feels nice going down, I guess. And uh, definitely like a soup and sandwich for lunch. And uh, one thing I never make in the uh, summertime, but I love making in the wintertime, is chili. Um, nothing wrong with chili in the summer, but just a nice, you know, nice warm bowl of chili when you get home uh, after being out in the cold is nothing better than that. What kind of red? Uh, I like cab salves if I'm eating. If not, a nice little Malbec, a little bit lighter. Okay. Nice earthy tones, real good. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because my answer was bottle. <laughs> that would have been mine too. What kind of red? The one that comes in the bottle? I don't know. Well, I was, Take I, a box. Well, that I was thinking, I'm like, oh, like when I was at work last night, I'm like, well, it, you know, like I, I live with two guys that don't drink red wine. So, you know, you can't, you can't commit to the bottle like on a Tuesday night, right? If you just want one glass of wine. Um, so I got to go uh, pick up a box because I don't, uh, certainly don't have one in the rotation right now. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you don't want to pound too much grape on a Tuesday night, I guess, there, Mr. Peters. <laughs> Forte, what about you? Pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Pigs oh. in a blanket. You know, I don't, to me, it's just really comfort. It's cold outside, you know. Uh, what I do is I have the hot dogs, cut up the hot dogs, and I wrap them up in croissants. <laughs> Croissants, yes, yeah. and they're very delicious. I like how you're trying to make this fancy. <laughs> very cultured. <laughs> so that is so specific. Pigs in a blanket. So that's your hunkering down food. Yeah, man. Okay, how many do you make? Like, do you, do you, do you like do you just chop? Are they little tiny things, or do you do you make like larger ones? No, I make little tiny ones. I cut the hot dogs into three, and then I cut the croissants into smaller pieces. Just wrap them up, and then and there's just a bunch of them, and I just shove them in my face. I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday who said that one of the things they would like to try is to get a, a pizza, but then roll it up and then cut it up into like little 
You know, like those little fancy sandwiches that Ray and Jerry's makes? Yeah, yeah. That kinda, I kind of like that idea. Like a little, like a pizza you, roll. You'd ha- like before you cook it, you would do that? Like, no, I, have I, it- I, oh, I guess after. I don't know. What would be easier? Hmm. I'm intrigued. Pizza's good any time of year, no matter how you do it. What yeah. about like a shepherd's pie or a stew? Like a beef stew? Roast. Yeah. I hate stew. I, I feel bad. My mom used to make beef stew all the time, and I just was like, ah, oh, we're having stew. Just such an ingrate. Like, thank you, mom, for cooking for me and nourishing me and feeding me and keeping me alive. I'm so ungrateful. Oh, I love the smell of it, and especially like when it's just sitting there in the crock pot, slow cooking all day long. Aww. Well, anything that you can dip a, a bun in, you right? Know, a buttered bun. Yes. That is comfort food. That's fair, yeah. As long as as long as there's butter on that bun, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Although I wouldn't want to dip. Okay, would you? So, Skyler, for you, it's chili. So, if you had to go chili over stew, which of the two? Uh, I I enjoy a good stew. I would definitely stick with the chili. Um, but like when the uh, when the pubs have like the stew with Guinness, uh, I am all over those. So, mm. if you know of any of those, uh, you got a line on any of those doing that this winter, I'm all for it. All right. So, here's what we need from you at 204 780 6868. Tell us a story about comfort food when it's time to hunker down when the weather takes a shift like it has over the last couple of days. We'll pick a winner at 9 15 for the Friday night SmackDown tickets. And uh, Kevin saying Fireball and Eggnog. <laughs> yeah, a lot of drinks. Someone wow. else texted, I need to step up my game. And it was a picture of. Uh, like Highland Shine Espresso, but it's in a jar. I feel like this is a fake drink they've made at home. (laughs) The question is, will Manitobans see more COVID-19 restrictions in the coming days? Dr. Brent Rusin said this week changes to the public health order are likely, but did not say when that announcement was coming or what those changes would look like. So I think we all know Manitoba already limits access to Places like, you know, if you want to go to a movie or a restaurant or pro sporting events, those are all limited to people who are vaccinated. Gatherings in private homes are also limited depending on your vaccination status. And of course, in Southern Health, where we see the bulk of uh, new cases, they have capacity requirements at retail stores. Uh, they're restricted to 50%, with the exception of few bedroom communities within the Southern Health region. So people are asking, well, what could possibly come? And would this be a province-wide measure? And what would that mean for businesses? Kathleen Cook is a senior policy analyst for the Manitoba Division of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and joins us now. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Lauren. I'm curious what you're hearing from the business community, what they've been saying to you over the past couple of days when it comes to the possibility of talking about more restrictions again. There is a lot of anxiety among business owners right now. You know, recovery has been slow to, to start with. There's only about a third of small businesses in Manitoba that are, are making normal revenues for this time of year. And they've, they've just seen the end of most of the federal support programs uh, at the end of October and the new programs are really hard to access. Um, in talking to our members, we've learned that only one in five that still need support will actually be able to access it. And on top of, of dealing with almost two years of pandemic-related challenges, you know, now they're facing labor shortages and supply chain challenges and inflation, and, and a lot of them have taken on uh, substantial debt during the pandemic. So this is, you know, it, it's not an exaggeration to say that, that many businesses will not survive another lockdown. Or, or broad capacity restrictions that limit their ability to operate. 
So if we do see more restrictions, then what would, uh, I mean, you talked about the supports, but what would your ask be, the CFIB's ask be for more government supports? Um, well, I think, you know, we're very concerned and, and we're hoping that businesses are not going to be the target of this next round of public health orders. You know, we hope that the province will use every tool at its disposal to avoid another lockdown, particularly as we head into the holiday shopping season. Um, but if they do impose, uh, you know, further retail capacity limits outside of Southern Health or other restrictions, small businesses are going to need their support to survive, whether that's in the form of, of wage subsidies or another round of uh, the bridge grant, other supports just to help businesses make it through. I'm curious, you know, it's been challenging, you mentioned, just to get through the last uh three, four waves in the last almost two years we're approaching in March. And that's certainly understandable, but it's not just about the bottom line. It's about the impact of staff and the psyche when it comes to having to work around all these rules. And and I'm wondering what business owners are telling you when it comes to, you know, having to make sure people are vaccinated if they're a restaurant owner or, you know, watching for masks and all those things, because those are those added stresses that they're trying to control, but can't always do that in certain places or circumstances. Yeah, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Like small businesses have told us that overall they prefer vax passports to a lockdown, but they also tell us that vax passports have created a number of challenges for them, um, including lower revenues and, and increased costs. You know, not every business is set up to check vax passports at the door. Um, some of them have had to invest in technology to to scan the cards, that sort of thing. So it's it's not uh, and then. That's not even counting some of the the hostility and aggression that they get from from some customers on the topic. So it's not uh, it it has not been easy. Kathleen Cook, senior policy analyst for the Manitoba chapter of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Before we let you go, Kathleen, Lorraine, any any follow ups? I just was wondering if you had a heads up. Have you been given heads up in the past, you know, in terms of what might be coming or have any communication from the province? Yeah, the province is is generally pretty good, but we don't get much of a heads up. (laughs) We might get, you know, a couple of hours before it it goes out. So So we'll we'll be watching. Yeah. So as it stands right now, you're not aware of any announcement coming, for example, today? Uh, No. No, I don't know. No. All right, Kathleen Cook, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We appreciate this. Thank you. Jeff Braun is here. That music means the couch potatoes have assembled. Hello there, Jeff. Good morning. All right. So the couch potatoes are both excited about this. New on digital and on demand this weekend. Russia will now throw its hat into the ring. I've seen this Drago fight. Drago is a super athlete. I know I can beat him. Hey, Paolo, look, maybe the show is over. You've got nothing more to prove. He thinks he's fighting for the whole country, but his reasons are wrong. I'm asking, as a friend. Stand in my corner. Just this one last time. Rocky IV, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut. 40 minutes of never-before-seen footage. And uh, Jeff, this was a mystery for the two of yep. us. We recorded this on we recorded the Couch Potatoes on Tuesday, and we <laughs> we couldn't tell if this was going to be available in Canada because it was released one night only in theaters in the U.S. yesterday. 
and I couldn't find anything anywhere as to whether or not it was going to be available. I can confirm. I'm looking at Google oh. Play right now. There it is. Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago. You can rent it for eight bucks or buy it for fifteen. But they spelled Rocky wrong. They've got it spelled R O C K E Y. Oh yeah. So I think that's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> but it's there. I guess that's what you have to. The spelling is so important. They must have uh, their interns uh, doing the spelling for them today over at Google. So now that it is confirmed available in Canada, are you going to watch this? Uh, I am excited to watch it. I think I will watch it. Yeah, I, I, I'm torn as whether or not I should. Because I'm, you know, the nerd part of me thinks, well, I should watch the first Rocky for first and then compare the two. But uh, it might be nice to watch this new one straight on without uh, revisiting the old one first. I haven't made up my mind yet. And I will tell you that it is also going to be playing in select theaters across Canada, select Cineplex theaters on Wednesday, December 8th. Uh, looking at that list of theaters, it looks like no show yet for Winnipeg, but uh, we'll stay on top of that. Also, uh, new movie on Netflix, Jeff called Red Notice. Nolan Booth. The second most wanted art thief in the world. Special Agent John Hartley. FBI. Solid cast in this one, Jeff. Who's in it? Uh, well, obviously, The Rock, who we heard there, and Ryan Reynolds and uh, Gal Gadot. And I don't know, a little Ryan Reynolds goes a long way for me. And I just saw yep. Free Guy. I saw it twice in the summer. I, so I don't think I need to rush to watch Red Notice because I, I, I find him charming and entertaining. But like I said, you know, one movie a year seems to be enough for me with that guy. <laughs> and Loren, you sort of agreed there, right? I, I actually <laughs> took it to be the other way. Little goes a long way. I, I meant that as I need more Ryan Reynolds. Oh. And I misinterpreted what you were saying. So, no, I do not agree with Jeff Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th this is uh, the, oh. Ro the Rock plays an FBI agent trying to clear his name. And to do that, he pairs up with one of the top art thieves in the world. That would be Ryan Reynolds to take down the top art thief in the world. That's Gal Gadot. It looks fun, but in true Netflix form, it's getting meh reviews. I think it was at 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because I say true Netflix form because movies that debut on Netflix as opposed to the theater, more often than not, are not all that great. But are you going to watch this, Jeff? You like The Rock? Uh, I might watch it. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing my Lost rewatch now, and that's kind of sucking up all my time. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> lost. And uh, for something for the kids, Clifford the Big Red Dog, new in theaters yeah, um, this weekend. It's a I've just from watching the commercials for this it's kind it's it freaks me out it's creepy as I'll get it and it's not so much that Clifford is big it's that Clifford is red and it looks it looks like he's covered in dried blood like he just came from a horror movie or something I think like it that. looks fun man I can't agree oh, with you on anything this morning <laughs> Clifford's a terrible name for a dog but that's for another time I want a movie with Ryan Reynolds and a big red dog in it and I'm gonna watch it a hundred times <laughs> that's the sequel you should pitch that to Ryan Reynolds immediately <laughs> McGarry and McNabb mackling back next week on Friday, November 19th. So one week from today, we invite you to join us for the Radiothon of Hope and Healing for the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation, presented by the Vicar Automotive Group, right here on 680 CJOB from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And our fellow chorus stations, Power 97 at Peggy at 99.1, will also be airing the Radiothon from noon until 6. And there will be giveaways and prizes to be won throughout the day, Loren. And so this morning, we're joined by longtime supporter and name sponsor of this annual event, Larry Vicker. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Lauren. 
And we Let's also have a- Oh, well, thank you for taking the time on this lovely day. With you, we also have Ashton Ketcher, a first-time mother who spent uh, a lot of time in the hospital or at least next to her newborn son in hospital. Good morning, Ashton. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for taking the time and for sharing everything that you and your family went through because, man, having a baby at any time can be a stressful situation. But your son was born three months early. Tell us about what what went to happen there. Uh, yeah, my son was born at 28 weeks, three days gestation. So he, uh, he, he we almost didn't make the third trimester, which was a little bit scary. But um, we had just the most wonderful experience at the St. Boniface Hospital. So Ashton, um, how stressful was it for you to learn, A, three months early, but then your son was just two pounds, four ounces at birth? Yes, he, you know, we were in the hospital for about a week prior to his birth. And I remember looking at my doctor and saying, like, what do you mean my pregnancy is over? We are, we're not even in the third trimester yet. And he just said, well, he's two pounds and we think he's going to do better on the outside than he's doing on the inside right now. So how is he doing today? Because uh, it all starts in those first moments in hospital, right? With the care that you have to get there to make sure that things go better in the weeks and months ahead. How's Jameson doing? He's thriving. You would look at him today and you would not even know that uh, he spent the first 81 days of his life in, in the hospital. Um, he's amazing. He's super quick. He's super smart. And he's just a joy to be around. He is, he's starting, you know, he's almost two. So he's getting a little cheeky, but he is, <laughs> he's just so much fun. Larry, this story is an example of what you've spoken of before, but a donation to the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation changes lives. Without question, Brett. You know, Ashton's story, as heart-wrenching as it is, is repeated over and over and over again. And most of us have been touched, most Manitobans have been touched at some point by St. Boniface Hospital, or we will be. And it's a wonderful cause. There are so many wonderful causes, but certainly we've been very fortunate in past years. Manitobans have supported the Radiothon of Hope and Healing through the three stations, uh, CGOB, Peggy, and Power. So uh, we are hoping for another successful event this year. In the case of this story here, and we're talking about, you know, a baby and, and premature having to be in the neonative Sorry, neonatal intensive care unit, Larry. I mean, what kind of things can dollars do to go towards helping that unit? What things might be there that wouldn't be there to help these newborns without dollars from Manitobans? That's a a good question, Lauren. The fact is there's so much extra equipment. There's a perception sometimes that government does all of these things. But the small things, the the things that make uh, the day-to-day both for patients and their families while the patient's in the hospital, to make those easier to, to uh, live with in a very stressful time. These are the things, and there's so many numerous things. Uh, I won't get into them. The hospital people are better to enumerate them than myself. But these are the uh, life's extra necessities that make it better for all of us that this Radiothon sports. Ashton, before we let you go, because we do have to get out here, but uh, your son's name is Jameson, so I got to know, are you a fan of uh, Irish whiskey? You know, he uh, he actually has an uncle who's a very big fan of Irish whiskey, but no, we did it for we did it as a family name.
Okay. Well, thank you very much for indulging me on that, Ash. And thank you for sharing your story. It's so important. And uh, we're so happy to hear that your son's doing okay and is excited to see Santa Claus. He's getting ready, yes. But can I also say thank you very much, Larry, for everything you're doing, because it really does make a difference. Well, it's a team effort, and Manitobans are behind us. Our our responses are all there. And uh, let's make the phones ring and the Internet uh, be alive with uh, support. It'll happen. And thank you again, Ashton, for your story about Jameson. And by the way, Jameson Whiskey, I visited the distillery in Ireland, and what experience. That's another story for another day. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, we'll have to hear that one day, Larry. But thank you very much for joining us. Larry Vicker, joining us on 680 CJOB, along with Ashton Ketcher, a first-time mother whose son spent a lot of time as a newborn at the hospital. And again, the Radiothon of Hope and Healing for the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation, presented by the Vicker Automotive Group, next Friday, November 19th, right here on CJOB from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. question of the day at cjob.com for credit aid helping manitobans get out of debt since 1992 visit creditaid.ca call 204-987-6890 first snowfall of the season how are you feeling 39 percent say meh 30 almost 39 percent say sad 22 percent say happy uh loren your kids today i believe are quite happy oh i was saying to you i wish i had recorded had my phone going when they heard the news that today was a snow day. Like, pump, they ran to the windows. What? Yes! They're looking at each other like they're all of a sudden wide awake, ready to rock to do nothing. <laughs> but it was a good reminder that there are joys. You know, yes, the roads are messy. We're going to talk about that in a moment. we got to take it easy. you got to take it easy when you shovel. But you can find ways to enjoy it. They're going to. But we also do want to just quickly mention as well, uh, because there was some curiosity as to what the Bombers are going to do in terms of their roster. And Bob Irving has revealed the news, Loren. Yeah, so this, of course, is because the Bombers have clinched their spot in the Western final weeks ago. And so lots of people were wondering, well, what are they going to do when it comes to the lineup this week? They play Montreal tomorrow in Montreal. Game starts at 12. Pre-game coverage right here on CJOB starts at 10 a.m. The Bombers are leaving at home. Zach Caleros, of course, the quarterback, Brandon Alexander, Nick Taylor, uh, Jackson Jeffcoat, Steve Richardson, Pat Newfeld, Janarian Grant. They're all staying at home uh, to rest because I think that they're trying to keep that... Uh, Roster gives some of the other folks a chance and make sure we have our best ready to go in a couple weeks' time, Brett. So the broadcast, once again, as Lauren mentioned, starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. But uh, indeed, it is a mess out there. And Grant texting us saying, look, it's uh, where it's bare, it's glacial. And sent a picture of the roundabout at the region Walmart, and it, it looks like a skating rink. So, yeah, it's a mess. That's the easiest way to put it when it comes to road conditions, Loren. Yeah, so of course we know there's quite a few road closures throughout the province. There might be more to come with the winds that are going to gust between 50 and 70 kilometres per hour today. And so for more on what we're seeing out on the highways, we're joined now by Infrastructure Minister Ron Schuler. Good morning, Ron. Morning, Loren. Morning, Brett. So, Minister Schuler, uh, what are you hearing from highway crews? Because we know it can be a pretty busy time, particularly as the sun rose and we kind of see what's out there and what's there to clean. Okay, so here's a quick recap. Hundreds of pieces of equipment are out on the road. We started at 4 a.m. this morning with priority being level one highways. More than 250 staff is involved in this. Worst hit, worst man, uh, Westman Parkland, north of PTH 16, north Interlake, south of the Paw, east of PTH 5, and around the city of Winnipeg and north of PTH 15. And you know what? I know we all know this. 
But folks, you got to let the snowplows do their job. I've been stuck behind them and been frustrated and wanted to try and pass. Please don't do that. Uh, as, as you mentioned, very icy. So if we get the snow off, that doesn't mean the ice is gone. We're trying to put, um, we put a red beet juice and we put sa- uh, sand and salt down. But that takes a while to come into effect. The roads are really slippery. I unfortunately also have to report we've had four reported accidents that resulted in closures on PTH 8, 190, Highway 1, and PTH 101, which is the perimeter. So, yes, it's, it's a snowstorm. Accept it. You live in Manitoba. Please drive to the conditions. We know it's the RCMP that decides whether or not to close the roads, but do you know what goes into that decision? Because we've had a few listeners ask this morning about what factors are taken into consideration. Okay, so uh, it is done through Manitoba Infrastructure in conjunction with the RCMP. They are the two authorities that have the authority, basically, to close a highway. And it will have a lot to do with the snowplows going on the roads, and they will give an assessment, and they, we correspond with the RCMP and make that decision. And again, let's be really clear, a lot of these highways, we don't then put like a truck or a vehicle crossing the highway saying, you can't go further. Uh, you know, go on to Manitoba 511 and we list what should, what's closed because, you know, our snowplows are out there. They're driving these highways. And if it's tough for these monster snowplows to get through those highways, your little car is going to struggle and chances are you're going to be in the ditch. You make a good point, Minister Schuler. It's There's very few spots that there's actual barricades set up, right? I'm just thinking maybe the Trans-Canada, of course, Highway 75, if you're going south. And if it ever is closed, they will work to put up that barricade. But everywhere else, it's really the onus is on the driver to figure out what's out there. And so this morning, the ask is to go onto the website. That's 511. But you mentioned that some of these roads get closed after accidents happen. And that's what you don't want to see happen. You don't want to be closing it because of something. You know, I, I get notified soon after a highway is closed because of an accident. And you know what? My heart drops because I am the minister responsible for Manitoba infrastructure. And, and I always, you know, and, and afterwards I get the accident report, which is always a grim moment for my office when we get those. Because we try to figure out what could we do better? What could we have done differently? And there's a reason why individuals, I have individuals in my department that have 50 years of experience. And if they recommend that a highway be closed, the highway gets closed because they've done this for 50 years or 20 years or 15 years. Like they know how dangerous these are. And the other thing is this, that often we find people say, oh, highway number one is closed. That means I take highway two or highway three or 75 is closed and I take 59. No, there's a reason why going south from, say, Winnipeg to the U.S. border is closed. There's a reason for that. And that would include highway 59. You know what? Then maybe just stay at home, park your vehicle, and just wait it out. But don't try to circumvent the process. There's a reason why we do that. And you know what? It's for for you, Loren, and Brett, and all Manitobans, for our families, our you know young people driving vehicles. You know, maybe today isn't the day to be driving. Infrastructure Minister Ron Shuler joining us live on 680 CJOB. Mr. Minister, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks. Have a safe day. McGarry McNabb, Mackling back next week. We're going to the phones in a moment to give some stuff away. But, uh, Loren, what's this about porridge? Uh, okay. So I don't want to be rude because we're asking listeners about their comfort food, favorite pump comfort food, for a chance to win some tickets at 9.15 to SmackDown WWE. But Jerry is not the first person to text and say, best comfort food in the morning is good old oatmeal porridge. <laughs> and I'm not getting it, Jerry. 
<laughs> and I got people in my life who love oatmeal and porridge. And I hear that microwave go off in the morning, the beep, oh, porridge. <laughs> I don't get it. So go ahead, try to sell me on this one. But <laughs> that's all. I saw that and I thought, Jerry. Porridge. It's not even, even cheese in it. It even sounds gross. It's not right. cheese or salt or anything. <laughs> we have tickets to give away right now for Who's Live Anyway, Winnipeg, Saturday, June 4th, Club Region Event Center. Tickets go on sale today, but you can win a pair right now if you can answer this question. 16% of men say they've argued about this with their significant other this month. What is it? Chris, do you know what it is? Hi there. Uh, is it uh, raking the leaves? No, no, that's a good, good guess, but no, that's not it. Um, yeah, especially and if you didn't do it yet, then you're probably in the doghouse. Liz, do you know what it is? Uh, I'm going to take a guess and say uh, winter tires. No. Ooh, good one, though. Also a good guess. What do you mean you didn't get the winter tires on yet? It snowed. That's what my dad said to me yesterday. No, really? No, Ours no. went on yesterday. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, they, I mean, but, like they magically went on in the garage by my <laughs> lovely husband. I had nothing to do with it. But they're on. Carol, 16% of men say they've argued about this with their significant other this month. What is it? Uh, how about uh, who to have over for Christmas supper? Oh, oh good one. Excellent. Excellent yeah. guess. That's not it, but that's a great one. I'm sure that's, a, that's probably a source <laughs> of much consternation. You think it's time for a clue, Loren? Yes. Okay. This has something. Oh, I think this might be too much of a clue. It's not to do with something in the home. It's something to do specifically with the man, like that you want to change about him on his person. <laughs> Harold. <laughs> Harold, do you know what it is? I was going to say the TV remote control. Ooh. Oh, good one. Not it, but that's a good one. The fight for the remote control. Chris, do you know what it is? I'll say, let's buy the kids for Christmas. Nope. Um, Leanne, 16% of men say they've argued about this with their significant other this month. What is it? To shave. Say that again. To shave? Yeah, it's facial hair. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Now, you you say shave, and you said it with a bit of a, you know, you're kind of smirking while you said it. Is this an argument that you've had? Probably have had it or know people who have. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you like the facial hair? No. No? Like fully clean shaven? Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, hey, Leanne, congratulations. You're going to Who's Live anyway. Thank you. Going to put you on hold. Forte is going to get the details off the air. Uh, is this an argument you've ever had uh, with your hubby, Loren? Um, I think maybe before we got married, I may have said, like, are you, are you going to go clean shaven or not? You know, just on the wedding day. But oh. other than that, I don't mind. Like, I like it both ways. If there was just a, just a mustache, that's a hard no for me. <laughs> like a hard no. You but must, you must, a beard and stuff, I don't mind. You must love Movember then. No, I really don't. And like, and, and all the hockey players that get in on it, like Kenny, you know, they do that like pan shot of them like on the bench sitting there with their mustaches, and I almost have to turn away. Ew, no! <laughs> don't show me that! Yeah, I mean, hey, good for all the guys who right. are growing a mustache for, to support men's health and Jim Toth and Hal Anderson. Absolutely. They're going head to head, but at the end of November, like they're, because some guys can do it and some guys can't. And the ones no. who can't, they look like. <laughs> The, you know, the 13-year-old who's just grown his first mustache and it just looks like, I can't well, even. I, 
awful. <laughs> we should bring Skylar on. I think it was him that told the story how I was in the newsroom once. And Will Reimer had grown a beard, and I said, "Hey, I like the, I like the beard." And I said something like, "At least it's not like a gross mustache." And Skylar turned, like, and in that moment reveals he's growing this mustache. And I do think it was, and like, you can't come out of that. I was like, "Oh, but it looks good on you." <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that now. That's hilarious. Uh, so, congratulations oh, to Leanne for winning the Who's Live Anyway tickets and SmackDown tickets up for grabs at 9.15 based on your comfort food text messages. Yeah, so it looks like at 11.30 today, Dr. Brent Rusin and, of course, the health care minister, health and seniors care minister, Audrey Gordon, We'll be holding a news conference. Again, that's at 11.30. That's on a public health update. So that's likely where we will hear on what, if any changes are coming to the public health order, which in theory expires November 16th. It sounds like there will be some changes. We don't know what. We will carry that news conference live right here on 680 CJOB. So that's at 11.30. Also, it is a mess out there on the road. Just the simplest way to say it, Loren. It's, it stinks outside right now. Oh, we're getting so many texts from listeners, particularly on that situation that Justine was just talking about. And this listener says, you need to continue to remind drivers that the middle and west lanes on Keniston heading south are closed. Traffic is rerouted east through River Heights. Traffic is crawling. It's real bad. And there's a situation on Bishop Grandin as well. I had uh, one of our listeners just text me, uh, one of our photographers over at Global, just saying that there's a city bus stalled at Aldgate in Dakota. And so that's blocking westbound traffic. And I won't use the word that they use to describe what's going on out there, but expletives abound, I think, behind the wheel this morning because it's slow. And 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 but we've had pictures of listeners send pictures of buses being stuck on just a few inches of snow because the ice below it is so slick. So it's just like a mess doesn't even describe it. If you can stay home, stay home. I know many of us don't have that option, but if you're thinking you need to do a run to a store today, maybe save it for tomorrow it when is- the Clipper moves in. That's right. More snow tomorrow. (laughs) Hooray for that. It is Friday, which means it's time for a gab with Gabby. Gabrielle Marchand. Hello there. Oh. Good morning. Hi there. Happy snowy Friday, if you can call it that. Probably not. More like unhappy snowy Friday, I'd say. Happy. Well, depending on what the, the circumstance, right? Like we get to leave soon in a couple of hours, and that means comfort food is on its way. What's uh, your hunkering down comfort food, Gabby? You know what? I actually made a, a casserole this week. All of a sudden, I'm very into casseroles. It's great because when you live by yourself, there's just one of you. You make it, and then you eat for a, a week. And it was this enchilada casserole, like very basic Tex-Mex food uh, with some green chili. And then you make the sauce using a lot of cheese. And then cream of mushroom soup, which is always a winner in my books. You pour it on, you bake it with more cheese, just cheese, chicken, salsa. Uh, Yeah, I devoured that casserole. And I I meant it to last. It did not. Well, that was Brett. Brett, that's your comfort food. You love mushroom soup. Yeah, love love mushroom soup. And I don't think there's a casserole out there that as soon as someone says... Well, two things. If it has cheese, boo-hoo. I mean, yay, not boo. And if it's got mushroom soup, yes. Those two things together on any meat, pasta, vegetable are going to make it better. Loren, I also started Googling casseroles last night because I was like, what's next on my casserole journey? (laughs) Many of them have tater tots. That, to me, is another win. You put tater tots in anything, tater tots and cheese, I am in. My mom used to make, uh, I think we just called it potato casserole or tater tot casserole it was tater tots and beef and cheese and oh I think there was some corn in there yeah drooling over here super yummy stuff okay we also talked this week about uh, 
U.S. road trip misadventures or misadventures at the border. You got one for us? I have had some. I had one as a kid, actually, you guys. Uh, My parents used to travel down. Their family were both from Toronto and Montreal, so we'd make the trip down east. But with two little kids, you're not going to pay to fly. So we'd road trip every summer down to see all our extended family from... We'd travel from Saskatchewan. We'd often go through the States because it was sometimes a more interesting drive. And we were at this uh, border. And you know border agents, right? Like, I mean, they they can be quite scary. They're severe a lot of the time. I guess they have to be, not trying to poop on them. But (laughs) we were there. My sister and I are little in the backseat and my dad I I don't know what he'd asked for change and this border agent had a great accent and she says I can give you change but I can't exchange it and we thought that was hilarious so the two of us in the backseat like two little girls chirping this border agent I can give you change but I can't exchange it she was not entertained at all my dad had to be like listen please we want to make it into the states here girls what I was saying this week. I get so nervous at the borders that I, I'm like I'm under strict instructions in my family to just not speak because I'll either try to make a joke like that, like <laughs> you and your sister, or I'll say something offhand. I just can't. Like I, I'm sweaty as soon as I see that that guard in front of me. I'm with you. Do you feel like that, Brett? Like all of a sudden you have these weird urges to say words that aren't even really in your vocabulary suddenly yeah. shout like drugs bombs like you all of a sudden <laughs> just want to yell things out yeah oh yeah i get nervous and because i've i remember i was going down we were going down to uh, red lake falls i don't know 15 years ago and uh, of course there was a convoy i think three or four cars and uh, my buddy and i of the people in our group we were the ones with like we had earrings and spiky hair so they singled us out they they said they made us get out and we had to remove our take our bags out and uh, they didn't tear the car apart they just I, I, I guess they were doing a quick spot check they could see how terrified we were so they were very nice to us and they just kind of very quickly went through our stuff but it was scary you know cuz like they could hold you there for you say the wrong thing it's game over. Game over, man. Game over. Yeah, all of a sudden you're questioning all your choices in life up until then. Everything you have in your suitcase. Do I have too many sticks of gum from the States? Scary. Scary stuff. What sticks of gum would you get? I'd, I'd want to pick the flavors that we don't have, right? I mean, I guess those are the Canadian border agents when you're coming back, and they're usually a little bit more relaxed, I would say. Which, Real, that might have been an What flavor do, do we not have that they have? You they know? have other flavors and everything. I mean, probably more so chips, actually. They have extra cheesy chips in the States. Have you noticed that? I find that chips in the States are sometimes lackluster. Like, they don't yeah. have enough stuff on them. What? Loren, do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I agree. And up until recently, they I don't think I could get my favorite chip in the States, which was salt and vinegar. When what? I lived in Israel, there was like one store in the old city in Jerusalem where one day I stumbled upon salt and vinegar chips. And on a really regular basis, this poor guy is like about to close up shop. And I'm like, excuse me, can I get 19 bags? And <laughs> Gotta get my so chip excited. fix. <laughs> Gabrielle Marchand is the host of Global News Morning weekdays 6 until 9 on Global Winnipeg, a.k.a. CKND, as Greg likes to say. Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, stay safe, stay warm. Hope everybody is in sweatpants soon, all huddled up inside. McGarry and McNabb mackling back next week. It heads up that Highway 1 in Saskatchewan from the Manitoba border to Broadview, Saskatchewan, is now reopened. Just giving you a heads up, although I don't know why I'd want to know, go there because it's in Saskatchewan. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Just, Channeling your Greg. Yeah. Figured with, a, you know, got to 
just toss that in for GMAC. But yeah, if you're heading that way, uh, it is open. But we have SmackDown tickets to give away. Friday night SmackDown, January 21st, Canada Life Centre. Tickets go on sale next Friday. There will be a pre-sale and we will share that code with you when we learn what that code is going to be. But... We got tickets to give away based on your texts on comfort food, Loren. And Noreen, for example, uh, this sounds like a good place to be. In our household, the comfort food is homemade soup. We have soup at least once a week. Just finished chicken vegetable yesterday. Taco, hamburger, mull... Is it I, mullet waski chicken? I don't is know. Is that a thing? I, I, I don't know. Capistinic? I don't... I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds way fancier than anything I would make in my home. Uh, but the, <laughs> she says the favorite is minestrone. That paired with homemade biscuits, corn muffins, or garlic toast, sometimes grilled cheese, and dinner is done. The crock pot always seems to be on the kitchen counter from now until March. That sounds awesome. I need, I'm like just stuck Googling. I need to know. Or is it multitasking chicken? Anyway, oh, is that I, what it I, is? I, well, I, when I put in multi. <laughs> Multiwaski, it just switched over to multitasking, but that can't be ready either. Okay, Noreen, you got to let us know what you're talking about there. T- Terry, in the meantime, I love this one because I said this is one of my favorites. Terry said her ultimate comfort food is definitely shepherd's pie. Something about mashed potatoes coming out of the oven and smothering them with steaming hot beef gravy. We need it when it's like this out. Thank God it's Friday. And yeah, you're right. That that mullet waski thing must just be a typo or something like that, a voice to text text kind of thing. Um, shepherd's pie. I never liked it when I was growing up, but I should give it a second shot. Uh, Claude says, "Are you going to the King's Head today? Uh, I bet you they yeah. do one. Yeah, they probably do. Right? I mean, it's an English pub." I just hmm. feel like they might have something like that there, what? something in, in that milieu. I was feeling uh, some fish and chips today, but oh, uh, yeah. no, I'll have that's, to investigate you know what, that. That works, too. Do that. Um, or maybe a donair. They've got good donairs there. Do it all. Claude says, uh, when growing up, my mom used to make us homemade whistle dogs and oh. potato biscuits. Nothing better than a cookie sheet full of potato biscuit squares, fresh out of the oven, Applying butter on it and gobbling it up is awesome. Mom passed away 23 years ago, and I miss this very much. The warmth of the food and her love is truly precious. And Claude adds, I also enjoy Campbell's tomato soup and grilled cheese. That has been one of the biggest ones Mm -hmm. this morning. Tomato soup and grilled cheese. But uh, Kara, for the win, would you like to read this exchange or shall I? Go for it. All right. So Kara says, comfort food would also be soup. Hearty and creamy are so nice. My son loves Roman Reigns and would be so excited to go to SmackDown. (laughs) So Loren says, what are Roman Reigns? And Kara says, LOL, he's a wrestling superstar. Oh, ha ha, I thought it was some type of food. (laughs) That would be funny if it was, Kara says. His muscles might be comforting to some people, though. So we're going with Kara because of that amusing exchange. Right. It wasn't necessarily the pitch, but my gosh, I really was like, Roman Reigns, I wonder what this recipe is all about. (laughs) (laughs) He basically is like the Rock's kid brother or something. That's what he looks like. He is quite muscly and wrestly. He's but actually it's... his cousin. Oh, you're kidding! No, God, it's like I'm learning things on the fly here. I gotta. I should go to this. I should get back into this and become <laughs> a wrestling, huge wrestling fan. So, Kara, you're going to SmackDown. Your son's gonna get to see Roman Reigns in person. <laughs> McGarry and McNabb, Mackling back next week. Right now, we actually want to hear from you. 
204-780-6868. How has your experience been this morning behind the wheel? What's it been like? Where What are you seeing? What have you seen? Have you gotten stuck? 204-780-6868. Feel free to give us a shout. We love interacting with you on text, but if you want to call us, we'd love to hear from you uh, on the phone. Um, like, for example, we've just got a text message. I what is that? Is that a giant teapot? I don't know what this image is of here, if that's something different, but this is the listener who first t- texted us back around 8.30 just to say he was stuck in that long lineup, um, Dunkirk from Dakota heading to Jubilee, and he had chosen that route, or they had chosen that route because they had heard on CJOB about the backups at Bishop Grandin, and so I was just exchanging texts with them because they said this normally 25-minute commute this morning took 43 minutes, yeah. and I avoided Bishop because of your newscast, and so then I said, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not really helpful because he just got to work. But he was just, they were just saying, yeah, it would have been much, much slower. I don't know what this follow up picture is. It's a, it is a teapot. It must be at the corner of, he needs to let us know what intersection this is. Yeah. It's, Where it's, is this giant teapot in and around Bishop Grandin? Yeah, apparently he said, this listener says the GPS took me on a turkey trail. Um, <laughs> so somewhere in Winnipeg, there's a giant, what well, looks like orange teapot. Uh, <laughs> I'm really curious to know where that is. But uh, Darren joins us now at 204-780-6868. And uh, wow, Darren, what are you, where are you? I'm on Portage and Moray. Portage and Moray? Right. So how's your drive been, Darren? Um, the drive has really been tough. Um, you know, slow uh, driving for the conditions. That's all good and everything. But uh, out here, we got blue sky going on, the sun shining, uh, no snow. Well, good to hear. What was the sirens just going on there that were going past you? Um, some, I don't know, somebody's in need. Uh, they're turning down onto uh, more. Uh, okay. All right, Darren. Hey, thanks a lot for this. Uh, what's your name? Hello there. Hello. My name is Alan. I'm a retired bus driver. Your teapot is a kettle. Oh, <laughs> and it's on the rapid transit corridor at Beaumont Station, what used to be Rooster Town behind Grant Park. Oh, okay. And what and has it been there a while? It's been there ever since the corridor opened, two thousand and twelve, oh. I guess. Oh, it opened there about three years ago. Oh. So yes, we had a listener say this teapot is off Wilkes by Parker in Rooster Rooster. It, it I didn't was know the there was a what Rooster, used to be Town. Rooster Town behind Grant Park Shopping Centre. Oh, okay, that's neat. That was a native settlement, I guess, eh? Okay. And they said the kettle's all was on. Oh! But I've checked it out. There's no bloody water in it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. Okay, you too, Alan. Thank Bye. you very much for that. So it's a giant kettle. Okay, that's neat. Cool. Um, so feel free to weigh in, 204-780-6868. Rui, for example, saying... The roads are not great. If you've got a 4x4 with winter tires or good all-terrain tires, then it's not so bad. Mm. Uh, and I, I didn't notice. I, I always wondered, like, ah, I don't need winter tires. I can, Because I, I like to think I'm a fairly responsible driver in the winter, but what a difference it made. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I didn't feel like when I first put the winter tires on, I think all winter it felt like it wasn't winter. 
Yeah. No, they are. They are a game changer for sure. And I used to do the same thing too. Like how much difference can this possibly make? Right. Kind of like when you go for an oil change and there's 72 different kinds of oil and you think, what? Like, you know, what, what is the difference here? But the tires for sure make a big difference. Terry's coming in on the number one and Terry says the number one from Eli to Winnipeg is solid ice traveling 40 kilometers per hour. That's from Terry. Oh, wow. And we're getting all kinds of text messages on this giant kettle. Uh, they're saying the kettle honors the uh, the Métis community of Rooster. So, okay. Thank you very much for that. I, it, I had no idea this thing was there. I, I feel terrible. I just have no knowledge of this. And I certainly have been in and around that area before. So it's not like I'm... Like, you know, it's, there's just some pockets of the city you just don't ever really get to. But that's not one of them. So I'm going to have to pay close. Feel like I feel like... If you miss that giant tea kettle, you're missing a lot in life. And maybe that's my problem because it's quite large. Um, also on the, 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 the traffic front and the road conditions front, um, I mentioned that... <laughs> I mentioned that the road, the Highway 1, uh, had reopened from Manitoba into Saskatchewan, and I made a joke about it. And Scott says, Brett, be positive. Number one being open in Saskatchewan is for those getting out of Saskatchewan. (laughs) For those trying to flee. Trying to flee flee back here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, there's some positive spin on it. Uh, Adam, who is with the Manitoba Storm Chasers, has also texted about the number one solid ice, Adam says, from McGregor to Portage. So I think uh, that seems to be the order of the day for anyone going west. I haven't heard as many texts from listeners complaining about Highway 1 East, although we know there was major issues at the Ontario border for the past 24 hours. Yes, that's right. It was closed uh, from Falcon Lake, or I guess remains closed from Falcon Lake to Ontario and into Ontario as well. Um, I was very happy to not have to drive this morning. Like I mm-hmm. even said to Jeff Forte, how was your ride in? He's like, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. So that's kind of the nice thing about getting into a cab or getting on a, on a bus. You don't have to, I mean, it's not your problem. It's not your stress. It's someone else's stress. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like too, you know, obviously I've been home for the past year and a half, but I, I miss coming into work except for days like today, you know, the, the thought of being the first one out on the road. So I'm curious if there's people who have been in that hybrid work from home model, Brett, you know, over the past 18, 20 months that maybe on days like today, they are now given the option to stay home and work from home. Because if they were already doing that successfully to some capacity on snow days, does it make sense to bring that laptop home or whatever you need and do your job from home and save the headache. I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that reminds me at 8.30 when I went to, I always run downstairs and I come up and 8.30 seems to be when everybody shows up for work and there's often a, a big lineup to get on the elevator and today there were two people as opposed to the usual two dozen. So I, I imagine that a lot of people who come to work in this building are working from home today. Right. And I get, I completely understand so many people don't have that option but going forward, you know, we had Ron Schuler, infrastructure minister, on at eight and saying, like, you know, when you hear that there are certain highway closures that are in and around your neighborhood, you shouldn't be thinking to yourself, oh, well, I'll just try to find the highway that's open. You might be thinking, okay, if I can stay home, stay home. And now we've learned that so many of us have been able to do that to relative success over the past year and a half. And so if you have the tools, I have said to you guys, I'm looking forward to coming back to work, but I'd like the option on like Tuesday night when we knew it was going to be bad Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can I take the kid home? My commander. Can the commander come home with me? And that might be what I asked for going forward. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, you know, I remember the first time you worked from home and 
we were all so nervous. Like, how is this going to work? We can't see Loren. Is the, the sound quality going to be okay? And, uh, I mean, gosh, we've been doing this now for 19 months. Is it 20 months? And uh, it's, it's just normal to me now. Mm-hmm. This is normal, which yeah. is weird. And I look forward to it not being, you know, getting back to the actual normal. But I think there's an option and an opportunity for people, particularly in this province, to try to play it safe more often than not. 204-780-6868. Let us know what you are seeing or what you are experiencing on the road. And uh, what... I'm, I'm laughing because Todd just texted, look at how many cars and deer have been spared since you've been home. <laughs> oh, wow. Todd. You know what? He's not wrong. How many? Four deer? No, just two. Oh, okay. But a couple couple benders. You know, like it's, I don't have a perfect driving record. Fair enough. 945 on 680 C Joe B. Todd, Todd, Todd. One of our colleagues actually, uh, how did I, I heard him describing, he said there, there's somebody who parks her car, I don't, he wouldn't say who, but he said it looks like she, when she parks her car, it looks like she's been running from the cops. And I can only imagine he was talking about you. Oh, I'm actually a great parker. Like I, and I love parallel parking. Like it's a challenge to me. I'm like, challenge accepted. I will fit into this spot. And I think I'm quite good at it, but... I feel like the deer and I are not at one with one another. Hey, thanks for listening to the Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.